I fall asleep just wake me up. <laughs> Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. Hello, listeners. Hi, Shannon. Hi, honey. Welcome to the podcast, sweetheart. Thank you. And I'd like to welcome the listeners to an exceptionally low wattage episode of the Misfit Stars podcast. <laughs> Remember how when we were kids, they'd have after school specials and they'd be like, today on a very special episode of Blossom or whatever the hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, this is a very special episode of Misfit Stars. Blossom, going back. And I mean like, that condescendingly. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be good. <laughs> well, you know, it, the reason is that we, um, we're going to talk about about this a bunch in the podcast today, but we launched our new 2020-101 project today. Yeah. And uh, whenever we launch a new project, it's impossible for us to launch a new project and not stay up nearly all night That's just to get how it done. Goes. So we did that last yeah. night, and now we're recording the podcast today. And I, <laughs> I said to Jamie a minute ago, "I'm not the sharpest bulb," and he's like, "Well." Bulbs can't be sharp. So I'm that's like, probably right. Good. Yeah. yeah, that's I'm actually not the good. Brightest bulb, sharpest knife. You know, get you get it. Like it's yeah. we're we're not doing. I we're can't not, brain. <laughs> I have dumb. <laughs> but we're cheerful, so we'll make up for it with with that. Yeah, yeah, and that goes a long way. Really, a good attitude will get you far in life, it's, even if you're objectively dumb as a post. I think we've all seen examples of that in our personal lives. My day right now is, is an ex example of that. Yes. yes, this is my lived experience. Uh -huh. To put it yeah. in modern parlance, for sure. So, right uh, welcome, welcome everyone. Later on in this episode, we are indeed going to be talking about the first song from uh, Shannon's new album, our new album. The album's called Twenty Twenty One Hundred One. The song's called Precipice. It's out in the world. We're going to play it for you, and we're going to talk about it. But first, Misfit Stars, people, is a listener-supported podcast. Sure is. So what does that mean? Well, let's break it down. It's a podcast. You're listening to it. Listener-supported means that people who listen to it support it financially. Who are the listeners? That's you. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, you are, by definition, a podcast listener. Yeah. First of all, thanks. It means so much to us that people listen to this I know. weird thing that we do with microphones every yeah. week. Uh, it still blows me away. And uh, here's the thing. If you are already a supporting member of Misfit Stars, thank you. Your support of the work that Shannon and I do... Yes, golf claps. Your support of the work that Shannon and I do uh, by supporting this podcast, via supporting this podcast, is what makes possible the work that we do. Yeah, not just the podcast. This 2020-101 project, for instance, yeah. is being made po is made possible because of your support for what we do. Normally, when we do an album project, you know, we have to launch a big fundraiser and you know, but things are changing. The yeah. world is changing. The world has changed. <laughs> Past tense. <laughs> we, yeah. Um, I appreciate and, how you conjugated that in real time, though. <laughs> it was a rolling realization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, the, the fact that you support this podcast, I mean, you're supporting this podcast, you're a member of the Misfit Stars community, you're supporting everything. So this album we're doing really is the result of, like, we are able to do it because we have... We, because we have your support. That's exactly why it's happening. Yeah. So thank you. And, you know, uh, if you're one of those people who is listening but you're not a supporting member and you can't become one because maybe you're in a financially difficult position, first of all, we get it. We're a married yeah. pair of working artists. It's all good. Keep listening. We hope that what we do brings you joy. Yeah. Uh, and just the fact that you are listening to us, that energy is amazing and we're so grateful for it and thank you. Yeah. There is a third category of people, people who are listening to my voice right now who could very well support what we're doing mm -hmm. in our mm -hmm. lives, support our work, sure. but who just aren't yet. 
And that's fine. They Sometimes just, things been, take time. They've been forgetting to do it. They've been meaning to. Yeah. Yeah. You probably have. Yeah. Like, and I know that this happens because people tell me. People sign up and they're like, I've been meaning to do this forever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we had one this last week. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and, and it's great. And now she's a member and uh, she got an invite to our new Misfit Stars social network and the whole thing. And yeah. all of a sudden her like, it's amazing. Uh, but, you know, if you're in that third group of people, you would love to support the work that Shannon and I do in the world. You just haven't gotten around to it yet, but you'd be totally able to. You just haven't remembered. Just do it now. Yeah. You just go to uh, misfitstars.com slash join. You'll be pleased to know that we have disentangled ourselves from Patreon. So misfitstars.com slash join is now no longer a confusing Patreon sign up. It is just this incredibly simple one page little thing. It's not even a full page. It's like one mobile screen. Yeah. Uh -huh. And like you just type your info in. And you click the button and that's it. Yeah. Like it's so simple. It's so simple. You choose your subscription amount. Uh, it's it's just really easy. Those of you who are still subscribing, who are already supporters and yeah. you are subscribed through Patreon, mm -hmm. that's not going away. Nope. Uh, but also we are going to start encouraging folks who are sub subscribing via Patreon to switch over. Yeah. And later on this month, we're going to have like a, we're going to host like a group, Move day. a group moving day. We're moving house. Uh, and so we haven't picked the date yet for that. We're tired. Give us a minute. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out the date. We've been a little busy. We'll let you know. Um, but we're going to have a group move day. And so there's if there's any like technical questions you have or you just want to like the motivation of doing it all with the group, yeah. you know, you know, we're going to do it together. Be more toward the end of the month, probably like you know, a week. Yeah. But if you uh, are like, yeah, I want to do I want to switch now. You can totally do it. Yeah. Um, just. And actually, let me talk about that okay, for a sec. Great. Here's the best way to do it. OK. Because people have asked me and I might as well just say. Great the idea. Be the best way if you want to do the switch right now is to do it in a three-step process as follows. Step one. Step one, go to patreon.com and just get logged in and click on your account and yeah. just see what level you're supporting us at. Yeah. Just to make sure that you that it looks right and it's what you think it is and that you see it there. Yes. Right? That's step one. Step, step two. two, go to misfitstars.com slash join and sign up there. Uh-huh. And once that has happened successfully, which will take like 30 seconds, go back over to your Patreon window. Step three. Step three. And uh, cancel your Patreon subscription. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. verify what it is, subscribe to the new one, cancel the old one. That's the three-step three process. Three easy steps. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Um, so yeah, uh, new folks... If you can ignore all that, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're a new subscriber, you can just go to misfitstars.com slash join yep. and do the thing. It is so easy. Yeah. Um, and also I want to make, I want to point out that, you know, you, you mentioned that second category of people, people who are listening to the podcast, who, who emotionally and spiritually support what we do, but aren't in a financial position to financially support it. I want to mention that those people who are supporters or who become supporters like now are enabling this all this stuff to continue for category number two people yeah right like so you know the the support that some people are able to give kind of like uh you know it, it makes possible us to, to to bring this stuff to to, to folks who can't financially support it right now That's you know exactly it's like it. a, it's a group effort is yeah. what i'm trying to say and some so by people so are paying it forward for other people exactly exactly yeah yeah so, uh, that's the ad. Uh, Great. Do you have any announcements, sweetheart? End of ad. Announcements, announcements, announcements. That was good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, 
Well, the big announcement uh, for this week is that we have started our own social network. Holy hell. We did talk about this on the entirety of last week's podcast. So if you didn't listen to last week's podcast and you're like, what? You started this social network? Yeah, we literally did. We talked all about it last week with all the details of of, of the, the reasons why we reached the decision that we wanted to do this. Um, the things we are so excited about in mm-hmm. this new space and the new home, the new online home for mm-hmm. the Misfit Stars community. It's our own private place. It's like we've been renting a room in Facebook for the last few years and we finally got our own place. It's just for us. Moving the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a transition period. We're not like canceling the uh, the private Misfit Stars Facebook group immediately, mm-hmm. but we will be uh, shutting it down. We're going to execute a smooth transition, make sure everyone's over to the new space yeah. and then we'll get rid of the old one. Because frankly, we don't want your personal info being shared with Facebook anymore in that way. It just seems to run counter to the entire point of what Shannon and I are trying to do, which is to create a really ultimately safe space for people to be vulnerable in a private environment. Yes. And you know, the, the, the Facebook is part of the way there, right? Like sure. outsiders can't see what we write in yeah. there. Yeah. But the Facebook algorithm can, and it can use that to sell you ads and monetize you. And it just there seems something fundamentally wrong to me about the idea of monetizing people's vulnerabilities. Oh, absolutely. And just this morning, you were you were getting on Facebook for something. You you got that on there to do a specific thing, and you got totally sidetracked. You're like, ah. Oh. I got distracted. And that's what Facebook does. It just like pulls your attention away from the thing that you are intending to do yeah. all the time. And, and you know, by contrast, our new social network, the Misfit Stars social network is, is not that at all. It's it distraction is, it's free. serene. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> you know, and I, my experience so far and, and the, the experience that people have shared so far who've already, you know, uh, gotten themselves into the, into the new social network is that it is just, oh, it's a warm place. It's inviting. Um, there isn't the chaos of Facebook. Right. It's, it's, it's working out. <laughs> I'm really, really thrilled. And it's people great. seem to be really thrilled who have already joined us. So, yeah. you know, I want to reiterate the fact that our, our private Facebook group uh, like the, the the Misfit Stars social network, you get access to that when you become a supporting member yeah. of Misfit Stars. So That's, in fact, how you get access yes. to our social network is by supporting our work. Right. It's a little quid pro quo. It's a, it's one of the things that we do to help support ourselves yes. is we like, we, we aggregate and build community. Right. Community building is an active part of our work yes. in the world. And so if you want in, uh, become a supporting member and that unlocks the door and we will invite you in. That's right. If you you are already a supporting member, here's how you get to the new social network. Go to community.misfitstars.com and request an invitation and we will approve your invitation if you are a current supporting member if of you are, Misfit Stars. And by the way, if you're not a current supporting member, you can still go to community.misfitstars.com and request an invite. Uh-huh. Uh, upon realizing that you have requested an invite and you are not yet a supporting member, I will just gently redirect you back to the join page. Okay, yeah. Misfitstars.com slash join. Yeah. And you can get signed up there. And once you have done, we'll let you in. Right. But your, your request will already be in process. So it'll you, be a little quicker. Right. You can do both of those things at the same time too. Yes, you, could, you can. You could do the subscription and request an invite at totally. community.misfitstars.com. No wrong way to do it. And you know, if you're not yet a member, because of the new social network, this is such a perfect time to join. Oh, yeah. Because you're kind of getting in on the ground floor of the new thing. Yeah. And there's a perfect example of this. So there's this woman uh, who has been in our orbit for many years. Her name is Sheila. 
Uh, and we've known her just peripherally. We've been friends on Facebook, but mm-hmm. you know, we're friends with like you, almost 5,000 people on Facebook, me more like 3,500, you know, yeah. and there's, there's a lot of people there, you know, yeah. and like she was a, a friendly face, but didn't really know her that well, yeah. you know, she became a supporting member last week. Like she heard the podcast, yeah. signed up, became a supporting mm-hmm. member, uh, and got herself an invite into the new social network. And right now there's just like 20 people in there because we've only talked about it on the podcast That's the so only, far. We've not mentioned it in our uh, Misfit Stars uh, transmission newsletter list. Nope. Haven't done it there. Uh, we have not talked about it on the Facebook group yet. Nope. Only sort of like obliquely yep. there. So it's we haven't, this is part of our way of sort of like slow rolling it out so that we can learn what we need to learn before we make the big push. <laughs> learn what we need to fix yeah, exactly. before we make the big push. And it's going well, but like this is this is why we're only yeah. talking about it on the on the podcast. But yes, she got herself in, so oh it's small God. and and in the last like week, Sheila has become like one of our favorite people. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So she joined at a perfect time because last week we had on Friday our uh, our monthly Zoom meetup for oh, Misfit yeah. Stars. Mm-hmm. So she got herself in on like Wednesday or maybe Thursday. The very next day, there was the uh, Misfit Stars private Zoom meetup and she came. Yeah. And she just made a ton of friends. She, she's got a, just a wonderful personality. She's so engaging and fun to talk with. Yeah. She made a ton of friends and now she's just in the group like... like talking with all of her new friends and like in a really, and she's being vulnerable and open and like sharing meaningful stuff that brings value to other people's lives. Totally, yeah. Just like that, just like flipping a switch. If you're that person too, if you want a place that nurtures those parts of that side of you, Mm -hmm. oh my God, come in, we need you in there. Yes, absolutely. Community.misfitstars.com for that people. Yes, and the second announcement here on my list was was about the new payment system, which we've kind of already talked about. So uh, the Social network is community.misfitstars.com. The new payment is misfitstars.com slash join. And that's all. And by the way, I love that all of our stuff now is just on our misfitstars.com domain. It's ours. Yeah, it's ours, people. (laughs) It's no longer a Facebook thing or a Patreon thing. It's our thing. Yeah. And it's for you. It's really great. Uh, So that's the end of of announcements. Uh, Jamie, how are you feeling today? You know what? Good. Good. you know, as far as like how I feel in my body and my brain, I feel uh, dopey and tired. <laughs> but like uh, in that satisfied way of having gotten a project out the door, yes. I feel good. I yeah. feel really good. I feel relieved. Uh, I'm using the last bit of energy I have at 5.03 p.m. right now to do this <laughs> podcast. And when this podcast is done, I'm going to go upload it. That takes a minimal amount of brain power. It's some light editing and a bit of typing. It's not hard. Uh, I'll hopefully be able to get it done without falling asleep. And then honestly, I just want to have dinner and watch a movie with you. It's Maybe all have I would have ice cream. the energy for tonight too. It yeah. sounds nice. But I'm glad you're feeling good. Yeah, how are you feeling? I'm also feeling good. Obviously, I'm tired. I'm tired and I like my... You know how when you get really tired, your eye sometimes like twitches uncontrollably? Yeah. <laughs> That's do. happening to me today. It's like, oh, whoa, no. my body's like, how about you just take it easy? Yeah. Um, I'm so, going to start shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time. I mean, we were up. I mean, I, I didn't turn my light off until almost seven in the morning. So that, to give, was, you, give you it context, was, after seven. was it? Oh, it was shoot. like 7.15. Okay. Well, that's depressing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel good. Like I, I woke up cheerful. I feel cheerful. I'm so excited about the launch of this project. Yeah. Um, that all feels really good. And also I'm tired at the same time. This last week was interesting for me. I found myself, this doesn't happen all that frequently to me any longer. Um, but I found myself 
kind of getting sucked into some uh, some sort of dramatic experiences that some friends were having. Yeah, and yeah. I and I it, it affected me like a lot emotionally this week. It took a lot out of me yeah. to to process that. Um, I I'm usually. I, I know for my own uh, just mental health and uh, to stay on top of my codependent tendencies mm-hmm. <laughs> that I need, I'm a person who needs to be very, very, uh, to tend very, very carefully to her boundaries. Yeah. And so, and, and, and when those feel like they're being sort of cracked a little bit, I... It feels like red flashing lights and and panic time for me. Right. You know what I mean. And yeah. so I had that experience several days ago, and I, it was a, just a rough day. And you know, I think that also, you know, I know that that folks in general in the world right now seem to be having a bit more of a tough time. Like yeah. people are hitting a new pandemic wall. Yeah. I don't personally feel like I'm there. At least I don't think. I mean, maybe we've been so busy with doing creative stuff. I don't think we've had really time but to feel that. Also, maybe my reaction to the situation is an indication that maybe I am, you know, I need oh, to pay true. attention to that. You know what I mean? Maybe you're but, a little more fragile. Yeah, it's possible, you yeah. know, but, and so I just, I felt, I felt myself absorbing other people's stuff in a way that's not, awesome for me. Yeah. And I had to really work through that over the last number of days. I feel much better now. Good. And I've been processing it. So that's great. Um, but I just wanted to mention it because like it, mm-hmm. it was it was a moment this last week where I was like, I don't actually feel great. And right. I, I don't want to be the person coming on the podcast every week and be like, it's great. I'm great. Everything's great. You know, like I want yeah. I want to to reflect, you know, an honest picture of what my human experience is. And so there you go. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So uh, why don't we quick fire up the good news machine? Oh, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. What's yours? My my good news is this week is just personal uh, as it relates to my mom. She had knee knee surgery last Friday, Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's actually the first time my mom's ever had surgery. She's never been under general anesthesia before. Wild. Uh, I mean, I haven't either. Me neither. But she made it, you know, (laughs) to age seventy, you know, before having surgery for anything. Yeah. Um, And so you know. There's just, you know, the little, I know that the doctors always give patients like all the disclaimers before that kind of surgery where like, you know. You will probably die. (laughs) There's a chance you could die, (laughs) you know. And and, and so not knowing how, but that she's never had experience going under general anesthesia before and not knowing how she would react to it. um, You know, it's just, it was, it was a, it was a niggling little Worry, yeah. you know, leading up to it, I, I had no reason to think that she wasn't going to be fine. But we're on the other side, on the other side of it now, and I'm glad it seemed to, to go well. Her recovery seems to be on track so far, oh, that's and good. so that's that's right. How about you? What's your good news? Mine is from uh, the world at large. It's nothing to do with me personally, but uh, you know, they discovered this last week, uh, or not discovered, but made arrangements for there to be tons more vaccine doses, like way more than were initially expected yes. to, to be happening in the who's, next like six month time frame. Who's they? Uh, I mean, the federal government. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. You know, they, the people who are in charge of vaccines. <laughs> Somebody other than me. Yeah. Uh, the vaccine people. <laughs> uh, and that's great. I mean, like they think I th- that, that, that they might be able to get, that they would have the capacity to get, I should say, a vaccine into the arm of every single person in America by fall. And that is a huge, huge, huge deal. That's you a know? big deal. I mean, obviously, like, having 
having the vaccines there and getting the vaccines into people's arms are two completely different discussions. Sure. But I mean, you can't do the second without the first. Right. And so at least the first looks like now it's been ramped up appropriately and Hallelujah. taken care of. Hallelujah. And that's a big deal. I just feel great about that. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. so sensitive to the fact that so many people are at the end of their rope and it just felt like a bit of good news to me and I hope it feels like good news to other people too. Yeah, it does to me for sure. Yeah. That's good news. Hooray, so, good news. So tell all your anti-vaxxer friends that if they want to quote unquote <laughs> get back to normal, they've just got to just, just this one time, just do a little vaccinating. That's all. And then they can go back to vaccine denying and that's fine. You I, know? Saw, I saw somebody, I don't know if it was, I think it was on Twitter. Somebody was saying my, my high school teacher, I'm not sure what kind of teacher it was. My high school teacher who, who, who told us, uh, when we were in school, that Wikipedia was not a, a legitimate uh, source for research is now posting anti-vax uh, memes every other day on Facebook. Or whatever. Uh, I was like, yeah, but, yeah, but. Anyway. So they well, come from the you can't trust anything camp. <laughs> Wikipedia vaccines Well, all I mean, it's true. You shouldn't be using Wikipedia as a primary source for like Maybe research projects. It's a, good, it's a good way to get to primary oh, yeah, sources. It, absolutely. You go down, you click the footnote, you go to the bottom, you click the, the source. Yes. You see what yes, you yes, get. Yes, yes, yes. But you can't cite Wikipedia. That's no. what I'm, I'm trying to say. Anyway, that is good news. That's great news. So uh, what's been going on this last week? What were some of our bullet points for, for our experience? Well, you know, we had a weather event. It snowed. It was so fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, people, what's fun? What's fun is watching Shannon Curtis in a snowstorm. Oh. That's what's fun about snow. I grew up in Vermont. I'm like, yes, it's snow. You know, <laughs> Shannon's like, it's snow. That's what it's like for me. I, I will never cease to be like giddy about snow. It's the best. It's so wonderful. I, I seriously, I mean, it was ramping up to snow like midweek to late last week. And then over the weekend is when we like Friday, Saturday, we really had, you know, the most of it. And I don't think I stopped smiling yeah. <laughs> the entire time. We went for a walk on Saturday afternoon, just put on our snow boots and went out into the neighborhood just mm -hmm. to walk around, tromp around in the snow. And I did. I smiled the entire time. I realized my face kind of hurt. Oh, you were so <laughs> by the end of the, by the end of the walk. Um, yeah, it's, it's magical. And what's really great about Tacoma snow is that we don't get it very often. Um, we got probably about a foot, I'm guessing. Yeah, somewhere roughly. between, I'd, I guess, 10 and 12 inches, all told. And um, and it, it, it was here for all of like two and a half days. Yep. And today it is completely gone. Yep. Like they rained, so it's melted and it's all gone. We're just back to green grass like normal here. Yeah. And, and the temp rose 10 degrees in the 40s, great. Like, it doesn't stick around long enough to get dirty. You know how snow gets dirty where it's, where just, I mean, you know, yeah. you lived in the Northeast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like, here's the weird thing. Like I lived in the rural Northeast, so oh. it really doesn't get gross. Oh, I mean, cities, like though. after the plows come through, like the parts right on the edge of the road could have some like dirt sure. on or whatever, but like everywhere else it's lovely. But like in a city, oh, yeah. like where there's just like rampant air pollution, the it's snow just, everywhere is just like dark gray. Grungy. Yeah. It's really gross. Yeah. yeah. So it was beautiful and now it's over. And I, while it was snowing, I was like, oh, I'm going to miss it when it's gone. I hope it stays around. But actually now that it's gone, I'm like, that was great. And I'm glad it's gone and moving on. And maybe we'll get some more snow next year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, we had the snow event. It was great. Yeah. Uh, we also had our monthly Zoom meetup this last weekend, which was just, this is for the Misfit Stars community. And um, there were a bunch of new people who had not been to a Zoom meetup before yeah. at this one. It was so great. I just, Best one yet. 
I, I keep, everyone is the best one. That's every, true. Every new one is the best one. They and, keep getting better, I think, is what we're getting at here, you know? And I just think it's because people are coming to understand. And, like, this is the kind of thing that, like, you hear people say it, but, like, you just have to approach it by degrees. Like, we say that, like, it's a vulnerable and safe place where you can... It's, it's a safe place for you, where you can be vulnerable. Yeah. And that's one thing to hear. It's another thing to trust. And it <laughs> seems like over a, a, a succession of months of doing this, like... The people who have been coming back and yeah. back, which is, you know, about half the group is the same any given month, yeah. you know, they really seem just to have embraced this idea. And so the lag time, like the first couple of monthly Zoom meetups, it would be a three hour thing. We wouldn't get to the meet until like two hours and 15 minutes into it. <laughs> and then true. the last 45 minutes would be like super deep. Yeah. And this time, like it got super deep from the jump. So we had three hours yeah. of just, I mean, it was funny and laughter and stuff like that too. But it wasn't like people were kind of, you know, tiptoeing and what waiting like to get up the nerve. Like a junior high dance. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a good way to put it. Like you wait yeah. till the last slow song to ask the person you have a crush on, but the dance is four hours long. <laughs> You know what I mean? Totally. You got there at seven. It's 1045, you know, <laughs> and finally you ask Claire Threlkeld if she'll dance. Oh, that's, and she says that no. was your crush, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. But the Zoom meeting was one of uh, You know, I might have got a pity dance, which is almost even worse. Oh, that's terrible. You know what terrible. I mean? The stiff arm three feet apart. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I won't stiff arm you. Uh, the, one of the examples to me of of the 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 difference between saying you want to do the the safe space and be vulnerable and actually doing it, you know, like you, that, that distinction you were just making. Mm-hmm. We had a brand new, she's a, a pretty, pretty new Misfit Stars member, but this was her first Zoom meetup, uh, came and at first was no camera on, you know, would just pop on the audio to say hi when we called on her to introduce herself. And then, um, you know, a, a little bit into it, she would pop on her video just to respond to questions or to say something and then pop it back off. By the end, video's on, she's crocheting, people are asking questions and like, it was that, like, getting into the deep end, you know, oh, like, yeah. while, you know, starting in the shallow end and, like, getting right into the deep end by the time the thing was over. It was really great. And then subsequently since then, you know, uh, in the Misfit Star social network, she's just blossomed. I, well, this is just what's really fun to me is just, you know, getting to, getting, getting to know people. I love people, you know, and, like, yeah. it's really a treat to get to, um, just to see what folks are up to, what's important to them, you know, have conversations. That's what this is all about. And, and and really that's what the Zoom meetup was. It was just, we all were just talking about stuff that was important to us. And it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. Yeah. That was we, great. Uh, we bullet pointed that we launched our new social network. Uh, we already talked about that. You had some thoughts on the, uh, the impeachment acquittal. Oh yeah. You know, so that is the thing that happened this week, this last week. And honestly, like I, we were busy enough that I, we weren't like watching it minute by minute. Yeah. You know, we don't have TV even. So it's not like we could even like watch it on TV if we wanted to. We probably could have streamed it online, but you know, um, I wasn't paying attention, you know, on pins and needles, you know, like a lot of folks were, were doing, you know, just yeah. through the trial. Also, it's kind of hard to be pins and needlesy about something that you already know how it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, but that said, I know a lot of people were, you know, trying to to maintain hope that, you know, that 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 some Republican senators would have a would would act on a conscience. And you to know? be fair, they did. Some of them did. Not as many as we needed. Like six or seven or seven. something. Seven of them. And you know what? That is six more than in the first impeachment. And it's also yeah. uh, a record for the entirety of the United States about uh, you know, bipartisan consensus on an impeachment. Right. Like an impeachment has never actually succeeded. 
you know. Right, right. But this is the closest one has ever come <laughs> in a bipartisan fashion, and that's yeah, something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's made to be difficult on purpose. Although it strikes me that if it is such a high bar of difficulty that this particular situation doesn't cause it to happen, oh. you, you might think that it should be retooled a bit. What Because maybe the bar is too high. Oh, gosh, totally. It shouldn't be able to be done on purely... Like, you know, 50-50 well, partisan lines, but also like the two-thirds thing. Like, I don't know what the right line is, but it seems like two-thirds is maybe a bit much. Or, well, may, or maybe the threshold's in the right place, but we just have one party that needs to get their shit together. It could be that the, th the threshold is in the right place and we, uh, and we have a lot of democracy reform to do. Yeah. You know, because yeah. the Senate has worked in the past. Right. <laughs> it's not a functional institution right now. No. For sure. And it's not representative of the country it represents. No, I mean, like, the statistics on the impeachment vote, like, the, the 57 senators who voted to convict yeah. uh, the former president on this, in this impeachment trial represent something like 75 million more Americans yeah. than the 43 senators who voted not to convict. Yeah. And that is just like... like it's not a 57, 43 percentage thing. No, it is wildly <laughs> imbalanced. I think that yeah. the percentages actually work out to something like the senators who voted to acquit mm -hmm. represent roughly a quarter of the country. Right. And the senators that voted to convict uh, represent... Close to the other three three quarters of the country. I mean, it's yeah. so imbalanced. And if that's not an illustration of just how badly our democracy is in need of reform, I don't know what it is. The good news, the good news is that that there is, I think, there is steam building for democracy reform. That, yeah. like, I think that in this Congress, you know, that there there are some uh, the the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which. Um, would restore, not just restore, but also ramp up voting rights protections all over the country yeah. and gerrymandering, you know, dealing with corporate money in politics. Like there's so much that, that, that needs to be done, that can be done and is getting popular support yeah. right now. Like people are understanding that we need to do this. Like, I think it's important to, I don't know, I, I, as I was thinking about, about the impeachment trial and yeah, like I, I was disappointed and unsurprised. Yeah. And both things are true at the same time. I did not think that enough Republican senators would would uh, step out of either their coward cowardice or their cravenness, whatever it might be for them, yeah. to make to do the right thing. Um, and it's and it and it's it, it's disillusioning that they don't, you know. But I don't think like any other like any other any other thing related to our democracy. Leaving it up to other people to do the right thing is just not how how this functions. We have to be the ones to be involved, stay involved, and and work yeah. for the things that are right. You know, and so like placing hopes. I, I get I get wanting to be hopeful that these human beings could get in touch with their inner moral compass and do the right thing. And you know, but I don't think that that counting on that is going to be the thing that saves us. It's just not, it never has been, it never no. will be, right? What works is exerting pressure. Yeah, and staying involved in the process, yeah. you know? And, and you know, we, we saw the power of that this last year, yes, you know, did. with the 2020 election. We saw the power of that in Georgia. I mean, the reason that, that those two Democratic senators won in Georgia on January 5th 
is because Democrats stayed fired up and involved and and kept working after the November election. Yeah. You know, uh, Republicans didn't continue yeah. to, they were still on their crazy, you know, election stealing stuff. Yeah. But they didn't, they weren't working. Well, and you know, we saw this, you and I firsthand, like in Wisconsin, in the work that we did leading up to the general election in November. Yeah. Uh, we were talking to all of these different, like, poll observer type people, you know, and people who were involved yeah. in all the municipalities and localities around Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And they would report back to us that like, yeah, you know, we had three Democratic people there and uh, and the Republicans had none. Or, you right. know, and they would be taught, or there would be one Republican, they'd be talking with their Republican counterpart about like what the organization and ground game and infrastructure are like, and it's non-existent. Right. You know? Right. Uh, like the way that the Republican Party has largely has largely gotten the level of power that they've gotten over the last 20 years. It's two-pronged. One, it's with a media offensive on, you know, Fox News and other conservative media. Yeah. And two, it's with uh, it, it's with political corruption, you know. And voter suppression. Yes, gerrymandering, voter yeah. suppression. I, I count all of that Got it. under political corruption. Great. Because suppressing voters is, to me, corrupt. Totally. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that stuff is no substitute for a strong ground game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exactly, it's, it's, if you think about it, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, why do you and I in this pandemic have a thriving musical career, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of other independent artists that we're aware of, you know, were kind of, you know, as soon as they couldn't tour anymore, we're just like all of a sudden like the, the floor fell out for them. Mm-hmm. It's because we have done grassroots community organizing work, right. you know, and we mm-hmm. have a grassroots community that can sustain us through mm-hmm. this in the exact same way, right. uh, you know, the Democratic Party has been putting in the, Demo- the, the grassroots you know, community organizing work. Well, and I and think that's that going to sustain us well for the long even term. Even the Democratic Party is waking up to the notion that they need to be doing more of that. Oh, like, yeah. You know, in Georgia, there are people who've been investing in that state for years doing grassroots work that paid off this year. It was a decades after, long. Yeah. It was a one decade long plan. Stacey Abrams <laughs> laid the foundation for a fair fight in 2011 she's, after the after the Tea Party flipped the Congress in 2010. Wow, that's exactly when amazing. she launched that. Yeah, more of that, please. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. When I, I made a, a, a sort of a longer post about this this whole thing in about the, my thoughts some thoughts on the impeachment in our new so, Misfit Stars social network and I just kind of laid out a bunch of things and a couple of the responses you know were folks who were expressing disillusionment or dis- discouragement and feeling tempted to disengage because because of a you know just a buying into the cynicism of like oh well this just doesn't even you know it doesn't even matter if Republicans can't impeach a guy can't can't convict a guy of impeachment you know for inciting violent insurrection then what good is it to be involved at all yeah. you know like and I get that like and so I've had some time to sort of think about that over the last number of days and I we've been talking about it back and forth in the group and it's been great um but I just wanted to mention it here too in case there's you know people who aren't yet there who weren't privy to that conversation but like I think that one thing uh, first of all like to feel disillusioned to feel discouraged to feel like I just want to check out is completely valid I get that like and it's a feeling that I struggle with also you know um but back you know 2018, when we put out the record uh, um, Revolutionary Acts of Optimism, like the guiding principle for that album was... That wasn't... Oh, sorry, that was 19, excuse me. 2019, Revolutionary Acts of Optimism. That album came from this idea that, that to be optimistic is a revolutionary act. Yeah. And like to think that that something is possible that seems like it is improbable is thwarting the system 
that requires my cynicism to maintain the status quo that is unsatisfactory to me. Right. Right. And and I and when I when I, I'm bringing that up because like when I wrote that record and when that idea sort of like came to me, like I write records about the stuff that I'm actually processing that I'm actually dealing with. Like yes, I feel like a lot of times I just want to give up. I want to just check out because it seems too hard and it's discouraging that people in power are so craven and so corrupt and won't do the right thing yeah. when it's required of them. But but I but I understand that I that 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 if I give into that cynicism, they've already won, you know? Right. Like that's that was the whole point of that album. But you know, this idea that yes, it's it's a valid feeling, but also um the moment we buy into that cynicism, the moment we decide that we want to disengage, then we've we've lost yeah. for good. And and here's the thing here's by what, forfeiting, which is so frustrating. Yeah, right, right. And here's it's not the, like we play and like we meet on the field on equal terms and oh, it was a good game and we lost. It's just like it's not even showing up. Right, but that's what a a, a party that exists with minority a minority party that exists in power is like they count on the rest of us giving up in order to maintain their power. And it's kind of the only play it's, they've got. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but here's the, here's the thing that really like, that came to me as I was thinking through this this week. And it is sort of like, I, I find myself when I have these moments of disillusionment and temptation to check out, um, here's the, the, the series of thoughts that I have sort of like in a self pep talk kind of way. Uh-huh. Goes something like this, like, you know, if I were to check out, what would materially change about my personal life? Probably not much. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm a person who lives a life that is, that's defined by quite a lot of privilege. Yeah. You know, I'm a white person in America who was raised in a middle-class home. Um, you know, I, there's a, I've got a lot of cards stacked in my favor. Yeah. You got and to go to college. I got to, yes. Like, there... In, and like, you I, didn't exit from it with debt. Right. Impossibly lucky. I am a... I'm a cishet, uh, uh, straight white woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so like, the, the, if I were to check out, I would not immediately feel any repercussions from allowing the status quo to just continue. Right. Right. Is that true for everybody? Absolutely not. It reminds me you of know? what my dad said right after Trump won. He's like, you know what? It's not going to be, he was trying to console me. He's like, yeah. you know what? It's not going to be that bad. Our taxes will go down a little bit. It'll be fine. Yeah. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Yes. That ability is to, to check out yeah. and not have to be empathetic to the experience of people who are not going to have the same experience as you. Right. Well, I mean, and we saw over the last four years that people that, you know, people, immigrants, people of color, people in the LGBTQ community. Everyone but white people. We're really, well, there are white, a lot, plenty people. of, yeah, there are, but like th- those folks felt direct repercussions from this that administration having, you know, the last four years to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. So like there are not folks that have, there are lots of folks who don't have the same kind of privilege that I do to be able to check out. And, and also this has been true for, since the beginning of this country, that there have been marginalized groups of people who have faced disappointment after disappointment after disappointment while they're engaged in the work to try to change things. <laughs> And they keep get they ha- they keep getting back up on the horse because they have to for their survival. Funny side note about that: there were a number of black people after the impeachment uh, results came in yeah. and he, and Trump was acquitted, who were posting things online like "This is how we have felt our whole lives." Exactly, exactly. And so 
when I, when I ask myself, what is required of me? What do I require of myself mm-hmm. in order to live in harmony with my own sense of my own humanity mm-hmm. and my own sense of my responsibility to my fellow humans? Mm-hmm. I don't have the option to check out. Yeah. You know? It's a moral imperative. It is a moral imperative not to. And so, honestly, that fires me up and gets me back on the horse when I have those moments of feeling like, God, what's the point? Yeah. You know, and the also, point is not be- everyone can go all the time. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like oh, any oh, kind oh. of movement like this for it to be sustainable, it just has to be cyclical. Like, so, like you, you do your, it's like, it's like, it's like being a nurse. It's like you do four months <laughs> on one month off <laughs> or you <laughs> a do a travel nurse. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or like a shift, you know, you do three days on four days off. <laughs> like a firefighter. <laughs> like a firefighter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're all putting out the fires, but yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to offer that as it, as it, cause I was, I was really grateful for the opportunity to really think think about what it is that I, like, how do I, how do I get myself out of that funk of disillusionment when things go in a way that is just counter to what is just and what is right, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and so I was grateful to, to, to get to think through that. And I just wanted to share that idea uh, as we're all sort of like processing what should have happened last Saturday at the impeachment trial and what did not happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway. All right on, people. Thanks for that encouragement, Shannon. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing we did this week is we worked on a new song. Uh, and we're going to talk about that after the break. Yeah, so we'll be back soon, and we'll see you then. Back in a sec. Still happy to be here with you. Mm-hmm. All right, so well, let's talk about this new song. Well, so, go ahead. I was going to say, there's a new album. There's a new project. I mean, there isn't a new album yet. That's true. <laughs> there is the there is the foundation and groundwork for a new album. Yes, but it's happening in a unique way for us. Yes, uh, it's called 202101, mm-hmm. and the deal is that it is a retrospective of the year 2020. It was mm-hmm. an extraordinary year and an unusual mm-hmm. time. And so we're doing a record in an unusual way. Mm-hmm. Typically, as you know, what we do is we kind of, Shannon writes the record, we produce it together and we put it all out at the same time. We'll do a single, you know, a couple months earlier just to yeah. tease people, get people excited about it. But then, you know, it's sort of radio silence until uh, it comes out in mid-June. Yeah. What we're doing this year is completely different. We're releasing this album serially. Mm-hmm. So every 10 days, starting... Uh, yesterday, February 16th. That's actually today for us when we're recording this, but when you hear this, it but will be we're speaking yesterday. into the future. The future, the future. <laughs> Starting February 16th, yeah. Yeah, we're putting, uh, we're putting out a song every 10 days. Uh, it's an 11-song album because you've identified 10 themes in 11. people's, I'm sorry, 11 themes in the stories that people sent you yeah. that, are, that are common to their experience. Yeah. And you're going to write a song on each one of them. You have written the first song. I have produced it, mixed it, mastered it. It is in the world. Another one's coming out in 10 days and every 10 days for a total because it's 11 songs of 101 days inclusive from the first song to the last Mm -hmm. and also 2020 101 a 101 level college course is like a primer right it's it's a foundational knowledge you need on a subject so this record when it's done we'll explore the 11 most common themes that all the people in our community who responded to your questions wrote back with and so in that way this record will serve as that foundational primer so that people looking back 
back from a distant future can know what 2020 was like for our little our little group of people. Yeah, it's like a, our little time capsule yeah. that we will create together and then bury in the sand for some future generation to yeah. uncover. By which I mean leave to die on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's no. withering on Spotify like, like every other independent artist album. <laughs> How nice. Well, we're not releasing this uh, immediately on Spotify. Uh, it will appear there, yes, but we are, these releases are happening uh, exclusively on release day on Bandcamp, yeah. which is a, uh, a, a platform that is the only artist-friendly platform, I would say, maybe, And by there. no by no coincidence, also the only one over which we have direct control over our yes, page. Yes, it is. And that's amazing. So we can just put stuff up there and we click a button and it's out in the world. Yeah. There's no gatekeepers. There's no, like our distributor, <laughs> bless their hearts, they distribute our stuff. They put it up around the world on the streaming services. It really seems like the bare minimum you could do in 2021. And they for sure treat us like it's a bare minimum, <laughs> you know? like and, and like, it takes them literally weeks to I get know. a song or an EP or an album up on the services. It's possible to do it in four hours it's eminently possible they can do it in four hours do they want to let us be able to do it via them in four hours no they don't want that i don't even know why it's frustrating and it's a side conversation because what we're really excited about is that we do have this outlet on Bandcamp. yes it's a great it's a great platform and um we're thrilled to be able to release these songs exclusively on their release days on Bandcamp. yeah um where you can stream you can stream it just listen or you can download it yeah Uh, either one whatever works for you yeah i mean if you're one of the five people left who are still uh, hoarding MP3s in 2021, buy it. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, if you buy it on Bandcamp, you are also just buying the right to stream it indefinitely. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. Wait, because like, there's, an, there's an app, there's a Bandcamp app, and it just goes into your app, and then you can just like go there and play it. Yeah. Forever. Yes. Uh, like it's your own personal Spotify kind of, but and like it's more your own personal collection of music, whereas Spotify is kind of a collection of all the music in the world, and you have to kind of tag the stuff that you want to be yours, mm. and it may be there, and it may not be there, right, and it's hard yeah. to know. Stuff yeah. just disappears off the platform. Sometimes it's weird. Right. Bandcamp, uh, you know, you get it, and it enters your app, and it's kind of like your own personal independent music collection. You can also do Spotify. We do. Yeah. Uh, but it's great to have stuff that's in Bandcamp because some stuff only appears there, and some stuff... Uh, you know, appears there in a way that's better for the artist. Well, yeah, you can know when you're listening on Bandcamp that you're doing something that's actually good for the artist. Yeah. So that's that's one of the reasons why we're happy to be pointing people in that direction. So if you want to go stream the new song uh, or download it, you can do that at shannoncurtis.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to go do that right now because we're going to play the song for you here on this <gasps> podcast here in a moment. Whoa. Um, but, uh, but let's introduce the song first. Yes. I did a little bit of writing sort of to, to sort of... Uh, sum up sort of like what 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 was it about people's stories that made this theme emerge uh this that, that became the song precipice the yeah. song one of the 2020 project um and so you know it was, it was it was interesting. I I I it took a long time actually to catalog everybody's stories. Um it, it it's a lot of you know I, I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. You know this. It's no Folks secret. Folks know this. She She's a qualitative uh, researcher. Yeah. And what that means is she literally collects people's stories yeah. and then... And then puts those put that puts those collections of stories into data. Yeah, makes data <laughs> sets out of observations, conclusions from that. Yeah, observations and conclusions. I, I think I got like a teensy little window into her world when I was doing this because like it's really a 
it's laborious yeah. to to categorize stories because not only are you just reading them for, you know, on face value, but like they're human stories about like a really significant year for people. And so like your heart is involved. So it's really, it was an interesting, it was an interesting mining process going through all this. Um, but, but once I categorized everything, once I read through and pulled out the categories, I identified, you know, common themes. And this, this first one uh, just seemed like a good one to start with. So I did a little bit of writing to contextualize it. And we're just going to read through that writing as a way to introduce the song and then we're going to play it for you. Love it. So the first of the themes that emerged from our story collection which seemed to serve as an apt introduction to this project and a scene setting for the other themes to follow, was of people coming to grips with what the idea of normal meant in 2020. And that's normal in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> and people shared about uh, their experience of the world coming to a stop, their lives and busy schedules slowing way down, being overwhelmed by the new pressures of school and work from home, routines being disrupted, plans being upended, and how what had been normal in the time before was nowhere to be found in 2020. When would normal return? Or would that normal ever return? And did we even want it to? Because I also heard in people's stories how in that disruption, that slowed down state, being forced off of their routines, people had an opportunity to evaluate the previous pace and patterns of their lives. Had those patterns accurately reflected what's important to us? Was that pace actually getting us to where we want to go in our lives? Had the old normal really been serving us? And sure, there were parts of the normal that they missed. The coffee dates with friends, the gathering to cheer on their kids' soccer games, the movie theater outings, the traveling to see family. Mm -hmm. But once they stepped off that treadmill and looked at the world from a stiller place, a stance that because they weren't moving 100 miles a minute, no longer blurred the sharp edges of the world around them, it became apparent to a lot of people that the world can be a frightening and dangerous place. There's a novel virus, which was a potential threat to literally every human on earth. Mm. Uh, There was economic hardship like some had never faced before. Uh, And there was also a dawning realization that for many, that level of precariousness of existence is what had always defined normal. Sometimes we don't realize the mire we're in until we stand still for a minute. Mm. Sometimes we don't see other people's pain until we've come to understand it for ourselves. Mm. And sometimes it takes a major disruption of normal to help us see the ways in which normal could be a whole lot better than it's been. Sometimes it requires us getting off the dizzying merry-go-round to see that life has always been just this fragile. And also, every bit as precarious as we experienced in 2020. Mm. It's just that we've developed some pretty sophisticated ways to avoid feeling the vulnerability of that ever-present reality. Comfort can be blinding. You know, as I think about that, I'm coming to an understanding that this reality places us squarely in line with the magnificent history of the evolution of life itself. And here's what I mean by that. Every time life has reached forward to evolve into something new, it has done so as a response to being thrust into a disruption of the status quo, into a position of potentially grave danger where the breathtaking improbability and impossible beauty of life itself comes into stark relief and compels it to change, 
to stay alive, to keep reaching forward, to create a new existence. We're on the precipice, people. Do you feel it? Is it terrifying? Yes. Is it thrilling? Also, yes. Hmm. Because with eyes toward what's possible, arms and hearts open wide to one another, this is how we'll survive. And in fact, it's how we always have survived. Right on. Amen. Let's play the song. Heck yeah. This is Precipice. So it all 
Heck yeah. It's kind of wild to me. Uh, when we recorded this podcast last week, that song had did not exist in any form yet. No. <laughs> because I started writing it last Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I worked on it Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, I had a very short period of time to work on it, but then we had our Zoom meetup that day and I was just, I was spent, so I couldn't work on it that night. Finished it Saturday, then brought it to you on Sunday and you worked on it like Sunday, all day, all day Monday and into the wee hours of Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah, I basically had 36 hours, right? To Because I started working on it at like... 3 p.m. or so yeah. on a Sunday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. And I finished the master last night at like 3.30 a.m. So right. it was pretty exactly a 36-hour process from when I had never heard it or touched it to right. that thing that y'all just heard. Yeah, but like literally not one single lyric or note of melody had been written uh, less than a week ago. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> and it, it's interesting. It's, I, like, I, it's fun. It's like normally when we put out uh, a record we've lived with it for a long time yeah. it's just part and then by the time we put it out it's like it's old news for us but it's new news for everybody else this is still new news yeah. to us too yeah. and so it's really an interesting experience and very different from what i'm used to to be putting this out in the world so quickly and to have everybody every we're all i mean it kind of fits with the project we're all experiencing it all together yes <laughs> you know and i that's really really fun Something it's really fun I was talking with you about this morning, uh, but I'll share it with the listeners that I love about this. I realized that like typically what we do is we release a single, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then, and we usually do the single in like February or March, you know, depending late February, early March, around this time period, a little bit later maybe. And then we don't have anything else that's going to come out for like three and a half months until right. the middle of June, right. album release day, yeah. you know? Uh, and it's always just kind of like, okay, well, there it is, but then like how do we nurture the story? And like putting out a single is, you know, it's it's maybe or maybe not a good thing to do for larger artists, but for smaller people like us, you know, who don't have PR machines. Right, right. Like, it's really hard to get a story. There's not much of a story in, there's this song, okay, it's still there. Would you like it? Is It's still yeah. there. Do you like it? It's still, you know. But this is amazing, right? Because we have this song, and not only is there just a sort of, hey, new song for y'all to listen to if you're interested. Yeah. There's that. But then, you know, we can do storytelling around the stories embodied in the theme yeah. of this first song. And then 10 days from now... We'll do it again. We'll do it again and again and again and again. So it's uh -huh. just going to be this iterative ongoing, long arc storytelling yeah, project, yeah. which is really exciting because it, for me, as one of the people doing it, it doesn't feel like I have just ended something. Right. No, I was thinking the same thing was you were talking just now. Like this is normally when we put out an album, it feels like the end of something. And then we always, you know, go on tour and we do the whole thing. And so it's the beginning of that. But yeah. like, as far as like the creation of stuff, it is an ending. It's a book closing and like loaning that book to a friend. <laughs> That's kind of like what it's like. But like, we're all just reading the same story in real time together right now. You yeah. know? And it's fun. I, it's funny when you started describing that experience, you were like, what we, what we usually do is, and I was thinking, that's funny because we're, we're, talking, we're talking here about a song about how, what we usually do. And I like, I wonder, I wonder in what, in what ways the current situation and the sort of like the result of, of our lives, our work lives being disrupted the way that, that it was, that they were in 2020 and currently still will fundamentally change how we approach what we do going forward. Like, yeah. I, is there a, we usually do anymore? That's a, such a good it's, point. Maybe it's, it's how we have done it in the past, but like it might not apply in the future. Who knows? Like, 
It's interesting. So Shannon People is segueing directly into the next and last thing that we want to talk about. Oh. Uh, which is that we want to ask you, our listeners, to please, uh, if you have a story or yeah. stories specifically relating this week about disruption to your normal order or, your normal way of doing things in your life we would love to know them or also like if you if in that description you 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 reevaluated the value of what was normal that's right for yourself How anything did, about the order of things that's what the topic is that's what the theme is with this song and so if you have any stories that relate to that theme we as part of this project are collecting and resharing stories in an ongoing way yes we're actually don't tell anybody but we're going to be launching a companion micro site like a little website just for this album. Mm-hmm. We don't have it yet. We have purchased the domain. It's still got to get the, we have to get the hosting up and going. It'll be a few days yet. But when it's up and going, which won't take us very long because it's going to be simple. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be a place. There's going to be a page we're imagining for each of the songs, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe sort of a home page is kind of like the project page. And then you can just go to each of the songs. Right. And each of those pages will just be a living, growing repository of people's lived experiences that they share back with us about each of the themes that we're talking about every 10 days with these songs. So if you have a a story about this theme, uh, please share it with us. You can uh, just send us email about this. Yeah, send me an email. My my personal email address that you can use is skc at shannoncurtis.net. That's skc at shannoncurtis.net. Um, and just feel free to type your story uh, that relates to the song Precipice. And, you know, if you want to share and you don't want your story to be published eventually on a website, we'll, we'll ask you for your permission and yeah. for how you want to be attributed uh, or if you want to be anonymous. Yeah. We'll, we'll, go through, we'll go through all that later with you. We'll either If you just this- want to share for the sake of sharing, I'm here oh, yeah. to listen. Yeah. If you want to share for the sake of being part of this living project, great yeah. also. Both are fine. The, and just so you know, the way that we will attribute these things on the website is just one of two ways. It'll either be like Jamie H, like AA style, you yeah. know, like a <laughs> first name and initial. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's you, but it's also like not identifiable right, to you right. um, unless you have a super unique name. Uh, and if that level, uh, if the story is too intimate for that to feel comfortable for you, then we'll just put anonymous. Sure. Shared anonymously. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it can just be like, you can let your story be out in the world in a way that's safe for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if you got a story that relates to the song Precipice, uh, email me at skc at shannoncurtis.net. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear your experience and share it with you. And honestly, do it now because there's going to be a new song in like nine days. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> and right. a new theme and a new call for stories. Also, like we will be encouraging sto- multiple stories from people. Like don't think that if you share now, like you don't want to blow your one chance. What if there's a better theme oh, five no. songs down? You could you could share something if you're if you're voluble. Yeah, absolutely. If you're the kind of person who likes to talk, likes to write, likes to share your experience, you could send us something on every one of the 11 songs. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's do this together. Yep. That's the whole point. If this theme inspires you, if you have something from your own experience that you feel relates to this, or if you just want to share your experience or your story, whatever, uh, send it to Shannon, skc at shannoncruz.net. Yeah. And speaking of web addresses, people, uh, you should also go to community.misfitstars.com if you want to join our new social network. Yes. Uh, If you're already a uh, paid up Misfit Stars supporting member, A, thank you. B, uh, we'll just let you in. Uh, If you are not yet a paid up 
Misfit Star supporting member, but you intend to be and you want to be, this is a great time to do it. Just go to, uh, you can go to community.misfitstars.com slash join. You can click request an invite to get that started. Community.misfitstars.com. Oh, I combined them. Here. Yeah. Community.misfitstars.com. <laughs> Get that process started, request your invite there, and then just quick also pop on over to misfitstars.com slash join and take the 30 seconds it takes to become a supporting member there. We will pair those two things together. We'll send you your invite. You'll be in. Our new social network is rad. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that's also where people got to hear the song first. Yep. Uh, and we'll continue to get to hear the song yeah. first. And also... Uh, like, there's special stuff that we're doing around this project that we just feel more comfortable doing in a small group private environment. And so by its very nature, we're just sort of sharing some aspects of that in our Misfit Star social network. And it may just remain there yeah. because some of it's vulnerable and private and we want to keep it that way. Absolutely. So if you want to be a part of the full experience of this uh, project uh, and, you know, the ongoing discussion that happens in that inimitable, vulnerable Misfit Stars way, get yourself in. Yeah. I think that's all we have to talk about today. Amazing. We kept this to almost almost under an hour, by which I mean slightly over an hour. <laughs> it's so funny. We've been doing long episodes lately, you know? We've been doing, like, they've been in the 75 to 90-minute range. And today I was like, you know, we're just going to talk about the song. It's going to be quickie. It's going to be 40, 45 minutes. We always have stuff to talk about, it's though. It's like an hour yeah. for. <laughs> the irony is talking now about how long the episode is is making it longer. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, let's sign off then. Great. We'll be back again next week with the, another Misfit Stars podcast on Wednesday, followed by the next 2020-101 song next Friday. There's lots going to be going on. Um, constantly. Constantly. It's it's good time to be alive. Uh, but, you know, uh, in the next week, please take good care of yourselves. Um, we, will, we will see you then. Yeah, we love you guys. All right, bye. Bye.